Okay, so a lot has happened. Emergency podcast. Big Ten just got a little bit bigger. Matt Sheehan's in to break down all of it with us right here on the show. We're going to get to it right now as there's not really any more time to waste to talk about everything we have to talk about. Normal episode coming out here today as well. Two, of course, listen to both of them, but I felt weird putting out our conversation with Jacob Rood about uh, NFL mock drafts and Gavit games going on in November when this had happened. So, Listen to everything we have to say. First reactions from all of what's going on between USC, UCLA, and the Big Ten. We'll have it for you right now. You are locked on Big Ten. Your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Listening into Locked On Big Ten alongside Matt Sheehan of Locked On Spartans. I'm Nate Dickinson. We've got a lot to talk about, Matt. Uh, news coming out just uh, minutes before we are talking here, I, I guess an hour or two now. I, I don't want to be too yeah. dramatic with it, but it's been about an hour or so now. I think I actually am going to post this episode here right as soon as we get done. So this will be our Thursday episode, it, or at least a Thursday episode. It, it doesn't make sense to wait to do it. So It'll be here today, but again, as we're just now figuring out and learning that the Big Ten's going to get a little bit bigger, USC and UCLA coming over from the West Coast, making the Big Ten a nationwide conference. So many things to talk about here, but I, I think the biggest thing is, and I think it was us who discussed this before, the realignment in the Big Ten possibly, was that you who was on the show yeah. who did that right? Yeah. yeah, it was, yep. I mean, when we talked about it before, it was USC and UCLA, I think, best schools you could ask for if you're trying to match the Oklahoma and Texas move to the SEC. I mentioned Duke and UNC too. They don't bring the football side of it, obviously. It's sure. I think, again, these are the two schools that could have made that kind of an impact that Texas and Oklahoma makes. And the Big Ten is able to pull it off as soon as 2024, possibly now reports coming out just minutes before that they could have an announcement officially from the conferences on this deal by the end of the day, perhaps crazy. It's a lot going on really, really quick. I, I mean, I've spent already too long just getting into the first layer of my thoughts on sure. it. What are you thinking? Oh God, I could go on for like 18 straight minutes talking about it because it's a lot to unpack. I mean, yeah, it's crazy that this is now a nationwide conference and that the Big Ten is now ballooned up to 16 teams. It's crazy. And like you, you tell someone this five, 10 years ago that, yeah, you're, you're going to be watching a Big Ten football game in the middle of November. And you know what the weather's going to be? It's going to be 75 and sunny and there's going to be palm trees out in the distance when they do their B-roll and not a commercial break. So I'd be like, what? Oh, the, the Trojans and the Bruins have just joined the Big Ten, and I would have thought you're crazy. Uh, I still kind of – I mean, who am I kidding? I still think it's pretty nuts, right? I mean, that you're drawing teams from three time zones over if you're an East Coast team like my Michigan State Spartans, and it's a lot to wrap your head around. And it's it's fun. Don't get me wrong. Like, those are some nice brand names they have in USC, UCLA. But, wow, the seismic, seismic shift in college football. And I don't know. Just personally, selfishly from a standpoint, like I'm not a guy that loves change necessarily. And whew, this is as big of a change as you can get in college football, because even like Texas and Oklahoma to the SEC, like they already had some teams kind of somewhat in that region, so to speak. But this is like, 
holy smokes, man, we're going across the country here. This is nuts, but hey, that's that's the wild world of college sports we live in now. Nothing's ever going to be the same in college sports, and this is um, right behind NIL, I think, the biggest domino to fall in the the change, the rapid change, I should say, in college sports. So, yeah, a lot to wrap my head around, and um, wonder how Oregon's feeling right now. <laughs> I, wonder, I wonder if they're just looking out the window being like, Where's our invite? What, hold on. Whoa, what's going on here? But yeah, I mean, USC, UCLA, good teams to bring in. We didn't talk too much about USC and UCLA when we had that discussion because it's the West Coast. It's so, far. so yeah. far removed from the rest of this conference. But now that it's done, you mentioned, I think this is not only keeping up with the SEC. This is moving past the SEC and what you have in what those two schools bring in the prestige and the talent in yeah. both basketball and football, and maybe even more than that. In this era, when you're dealing with more money and the Big Ten's dealing with media rights right now, this conference decided to be the first conference to say, we're going to go nationwide with it. This is mm -hmm. not a regional sports thing anymore. We are going to make this across the country, the Big Ten's coast to coast now. And that, I think, matters a lot and was not unintentional by this conference. Yes, USC and UCLA were going to be the best schools to bring in no matter where they were. But I think sure. it's an added bonus here that they are from the other side of the country, not something that I think the conference itself, at least, is seeing as a negative. No, and it's going to be like fascinating, too, just like with TV times. Like, okay, if USC comes to Champaign, Illinois, you know, for a kickoff, is that going to be a noon kickoff for a 9 a.m. game for USC's body clocks, so to speak. Or, hey, just like Pac-12 after dark where games kick off at 10.30 p.m. Are we going to get, you know, my Michigan State Spartans kicking off at pretty much, yeah, 10, 10.30 according to their body, 7.30 to the – I don't know. It, it's fascinating, like, how kickoff times are going to work because maybe that is how you get more eyes on your games. You always will be pigeonholed through, like, a 3.30 game or a 7.30 game, and maybe – that's always guaranteed. That's going to be beneficial to the conferences as well, because that did no favors to the Pac-12 that they play in time slots that are, you know, hey, too too late for us Eastsiders. So I, it's, I don't know, it's fascinating how they're all going to tackle it. And also, too, with, you know, to throw the F word around more, one more time, fascinating. You look at what the ACC just did in their divisions. They, they scrapped it all. They got this, this, you know, you play these three teams every five years and that throws everything out the window as far as like what to plan for, for big 10. I, I imagine the introduction of these two teams will eliminate all divisions and it will be a similar thing like the ACC is doing. So stay tuned. I'm sure that announcement will come probably not soon after the official announcement of USC and UCLA. So that'll be another fascinating, fascinating wrinkle here so wow this is a lot of fascinating talk here from my end but what other word can i use man i mean it's it's crazy it's nuts <laughs> i mean you talk about divisions right now there are still divisions these are obviously two big 10 west teams then so what happens there i mean but then if they're two big 10 west teams well if they're two big 10 west teams then they still play every year but they can't play i guess <laughs> this is so weird usc and ucla can't play for the big 10 championship in the current format i don't i don't know what these imagine? sentences are that Could i'm putting together imagine? right now matt <laughs> <laughs> usc versus ucla playing in indianapolis for the big 10 championship is just a hilarious like <laughs> and it could happen i mean it, that is an insane like just 
image to have right there. So, but hey, you know what? Another joke I've seen flying around too uh, on Twitter is congratulations to every team. Like you will be playing in the Rose Bowl here in due time, like sometime in the next decade, every Big Ten team, like, hey, a little Illinois, Minnesota, you guys are going back to Pasadena to play in the Rose Bowl. Look at you guys, I mean, just the stadium, but hey, that's that's going to make for some great imagery, some great uh, photos for your recruits. So yeah, let's go. Let's get nuts. So, but yeah, USC, UCLA, and Indianapolis Big Ten title game. Love that. Well, that I tweeted out earlier today. Someone's going to have to explain Boborowski to these schools because that's. Oh my thing. God. <laughs> oh, oh. oh, those poor bastards. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's tough, man. That's tough. But no, that's a good point. Just like bringing up basketball too, because obviously, you know, our brain just go to football immediately. And it's because, yeah, hey, I'm Jones for some football. It's the biggest cash driver in every single school and conference for the most part. But that is where it gets interesting, too, is like the Olympic sport level, so to speak. And obviously, USC and UCLA bring some great talent. Like, if the Big Ten wasn't good enough in volleyball, they just got even better. But also, like, all the uh, non-revenue yeah. sports. But I don't know. Like, it's interesting to see the athletic departments and get their thoughts on just travel for these teams. Like, okay, MSU's field hockey team, you're, we're, we're going across the country maybe twice per season to play UCLA, USC. I'm sure they'll, you know, keep them close so they're the same road trip. But, like, that that's not cheap. But then again, Nate, this is probably a big money maker too, for all these schools. So it might just be a moot point to begin with. But, yeah, I just also think about the uh, non-revenue sports because, yeah, when you commit, when you coach, when you do it, you, you think it's just going to be a regional thing. But, whew, how about not? So, yeah, it's uh, – my head's spinning here, Nate. I'm starting to get a little dizzy. I need to get my bearings here. Oh, is... I mean, staying on the field. It's going to happen. <laughs> staying on the field and on the court. I mean, I, these teams are – I don't know if it's even worth saying. These teams are ready to compete, uh, obviously, oh, yeah. right away, like for titles. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Lincoln Riley, like that, that – you know what? I think that's the biggest I think mean, I forgot that's about Lincoln Riley so too. Dang it. <laughs> yeah, like that, that's the number one thing I think I've seen in my Twitter timeline is that while uh, Lincoln Riley ran from the grind of the SEC and just went to the Pac-12 where he can just feast on every other team over there. And <laughs> not so fast, my friend. Come on over to the Big Ten where we got Ohio State waiting for you. Uh, my Michigan State Spartans are on the rise. Penn State recruiting hasn't taken a dip at all. Wisconsin always seems to be fun. How about a night game at Kinnick Stadium? Like a shot at my Iowa Hawkeyes really quick. You think USC is going to survive one of those? Absolutely not. So, yeah, uh, Lincoln Riley, you thought you had it free here for a little bit, but mm -mm, not so fast, my friend. You're coming to good old truck stop country, baby. That's right. So get ready for a lot of punts, Lincoln. That's right. That's right. Let's Can go. the Big Ten keep up with the SEC on the football field now? I mean, the biggest concern was that Ooh. the conference was a little top-heavy, right? Now they got more teams. Now they got more teams to compete. Is this something where you're getting close to even? That is a fantastic question. I don't know if I have the right answer here for it, because on one hand, I think USC, especially with Lincoln Riley, is better than Texas or better than the school he left in Oklahoma. But then again, uh, Texas and Oklahoma get to go into a conference with Georgia already built in, Alabama already built in, LSU already built in. I don't know if the trio of Ohio State, Penn State, and any three of you know Wisconsin, Michigan State, or Michigan can compete with that. But man, uh, wow. So with that said, too, like, is Texas really going to be as bad? Because they just got Arch Manning. They got Quinn Ewers. Like, maybe they're going to be a fourth giant in that conference. Well, maybe Texas will finally be back. This is how insane I've gotten in the offseason. I'm starting to do my biannual trope of thinking that Texas is really back. So I, 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 I think that I give the nod to the SEC right now still. But man, this, this closes the gap considerably, no doubt about it. And it really makes it a two-conference race because the Big 12 – 
Okay, they're not anything anymore. Like the Pac-12, please miss me with that. The ACC, they're third place, but I think now that they're a distant third, unless they can pull some six schools in here, which I don't – you'd have to make your own colleges at this point. Notre Dame would be the only needle mover, I think, and I just don't think that's going to happen. So, hey, okay, been wrong many times, though. I'm all – if you're a sports gambler, betonline.net is a necessity. It's a one-stop shop for everything that you could possibly need in sports gambling. Information on the latest lines, analysis from betting experts, the latest movements on lines one way or another, the latest futures bets, and where the real value is. BetOnline has it for you. So if you're looking for somewhere to go where you can stop going all over the place trying to find that inside scoop and just get it in one spot, it's BetOnline where the game starts. I'm also incredibly interested to see exactly what styles of play now are being yeah. brought across the Big Ten because they're not playing the ground and pound game over in LA. They're picking up kids who are in seven on seven high school teams. They're all sorts of quick and speedy, and it's not the kind of game the Big Ten plays. Obviously, Big Ten plays Pac 12 all the time, at least once in the Rose Bowl every year and all that. So sure. it's not like we're going to see any sort of like huge change right away. But I am interested to see if, like, does the Big Ten maybe start to evolve into a conference that can recruit those kind of positions a little bit better instead of the traditional Midwest recruits in the trenches, the coasts are able to recruit the skill positions, and then those two sides do battle. It's obviously a whole lot different now. And for a player yeah. coming out of high school, if I'm looking at like from purely a standard of who I'm going to be playing and where I'm going to be playing in in the conference, Big Ten right. probably has easily the best opportunity for you to play to play good teams to play across mm -hmm. the country and get exposure and to get a whole lot of money if we're talking nil stuff right no doubt about it yeah this this was a big win for big 10 recruiting and not just because of the introduction of usc who obviously is killing it on the trails but yeah it's just however many years ago not too many years ago honestly like five years ago you could say even three years ago you could say that Hey, uh, this kid's great. Okay, what are you looking for in, in a school? And like all their top teams are SEC teams because they want to compete with the best, sharpen their craft against the best. And now, yeah, just, you know, like we've mentioned, now, now it's a two-conference race. It, it, it's the Big Ten and the SEC. Yeah, SEC probably gets the nod, but I think it's so close that, yeah, you can see a lot of recruits be like, yeah, Big Ten is probably as good as the SEC. I don't see a reason to not go there if I want to sharpen up my craft. So yeah, it's, it is fascinating to see how recruiting is going to go. Or maybe if you're a tough kid, you say like, Oh yeah, do you know what? The, the big 12 is good because uh, it's still by name a good conference, but I think I can make a little more hay there, get a little better film out there. I don't know. I think kids are going to want to compete and go to the big 10 and sec, but every kid's got a different reason to recruit or commit rather. So man, Oh man. <laughs> Uh, all right, I'm, I'm trying to split up some of like the, the serious talk with some of the more fun stuff too. So we'll get fun stuff in here. Just put it into your head, sure. Matt. Bill Walton, Big Ten broadcast. See, I'm conflicted on that. I, I'm conflicted. Really? I, I, I like him in small doses. I like him like maybe five times a year. If I, if I got it and for like games that like I have no skin in, so to speak. Like well, if to, I'm to be watching... fair, I don't think you're going to be seeing him that much. He's not going to leave L.A. He's not coming. He's not sure. running over to Indianapolis or anything like that. I don't think. No doubt about that. But like, anytime I watch Bill Wall and I'm having a good time, it's because like I'm watching like a Pac-12 night game that, or like I don't know, some Thanksgiving tournament that I don't care who wins or whatever. It's like, oh, this is fun. But if it's like a 
stressful late February game, Michigan State versus the UCLA Bruins to like kind of get a game up in the Big Ten title race. And I'm locked into my game and I got to listen to this guy talk about like uh, bridges or like Oregon State tax for like 15 minutes at a time. Like that's going to get a little irritating on me. Like I, now it's not the time for like funny Mickey Mouse talk, Bill. Like I need someone to talk about this game. So I think in theory, it's fun and all that stuff. But like, yeah, if it ever gets to like a tense situation where your team's playing and you want someone to be locked in in your game, uh, it might get a little annoying here. But I think it's a net, I'll call it a net win. I'll call it a net win for the conference. You know, I feel like I've said a lot of good things about this move. And like when I saw a break on Twitter, I was like, this sucks. I think in this last 15 minutes, I think I've just talked myself into this being awesome. So this is uh, this is great. Look at us going. Yeah, I'll say it again. One tie for volleyball. Volleyball just got a lot better in this conference, too. That's right. We're not going to let that storyline die down, Nate. Not on Lockdown Big Ten, covering all 16 of your favorite teams every single day in the Lockdown Podcast Network. You like that? There we go. Bang. That is a really good point. The volleyball is, I mean. Yeah, popping. Pop it's got to be. Uh, it's, right. Is it past the wrestling level now? I mean, wrestling was kind of on its own but uh, i don't know you know what bait we might the big 10 finally might have a college world series winner here if usc or ucla can just get their act together for a little bit that's our bet that's our that's the best shot we've had in quite some time and i understand that michigan was runner-ups a few years ago but like listen can we sustain that every year no but two southern california teams i think we, we we can get in the mix here so there we go wow i'm usually against like conference solidarity like when uh sec you know, rivals root for each other in the name of conference. But like, no, I think I'll do it for baseball, actually. Go Trojans. Let's go fight on, baby. Woo, or whatever they say down at UCLA, do that too when you make it to Omaha eventually, mm-hmm. if you ever do. The media rights still need to be decided here across the Big yeah. Ten. Fox has to be feeling good having already wrapped up its half of the deal, but the other half yeah. still up for grabs. And now that conversation becomes a whole lot different. Wow. Again, it's a nationwide deal. Now, for whoever it is who gets that money, I don't know how big the money can get now, though. It's it's really right. it's going to be unprecedented. It was going to be unprecedented already, but now it's at a point where, like this deal, it was before. Like the Big Ten is going to make this deal, and then every other uh-huh. conference is going to beat it with that deal using the Big Ten deal as a benchmark. Now I feel like the Big Ten could go out and ask for an astronomic number that nobody's going to match. Yeah, like live tour money is what they're going to be asking here, man. It's it's, it's going to be nuts, but I don't know. It, oh God, it, it's probably going to be like something like Apple TV or Amazon Fire TV or whatever. Something that's like going to annoy me because that's another subscription service that I will absolutely be suckered into buying um, if that's where the, the chips fall. But you know who's got to be just feeling just incredible about themselves right now? As if they, they couldn't feel better about themselves to begin with, but whoever was in that brain trust to start big 10 network like that. Oh, what you talk about an all time idea, an all time creation of a network. Like, I, I don't know if they're done getting paid money, but they might as well be swimming in a Scrooge McDuck vault filled with coins because that has paid off 20 fold, if not 30 or 40 fold by now, that is a, 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 a plus decision you make. If you're the big 10 network creator right there. So good on them. I'm sure they'll listen to this podcast. That's right. Now there's 16 favorite teams every single day. Lockdown Sports Network. Let's yeah, it go. is up to 16 now. Uh, no one's going That's away. A lot of teams. I no. Think, no. Is this end up leading to what people are already speculating? The Big Ten and the SEC ending up just swallowing and everybody else, and possibly the NCAA. Yeah, I think so. Uh, that's the only next logical step I could think, or maybe I don't know who 
adds more teams. Maybe the ACC adds Notre Dame, and that causes them to somehow add Oregon in the mix too. And then it becomes three big conferences. I don't know, but yeah, that's certainly the the way it's going to go. It's not like these teams are going to be flocking back to the Big 12 or the Pac-12 is going to get stronger by any means. Because yeah, it, it's over with, it's done, and I think. Like I'm, I'm sorry, I'm just trying to rack my brain. Like, what other big names are out there? I keep on spitting Oregon's name out there. Uh, I, Stanford. I don't know if that would move the needle. Perhaps you know, obviously, great academic standing, so I'm sure conferences would be happy to take them. But yeah, I think like the Kansas States and the Oregon States and the Arizonas of the world like kind of just get left out here a little bit. So, uh, but hey, that'd just be better. I don't know. To, I don't know what you want me to tell you. It's just uh, get good next time. That's <laughs> how that for some advice right there. But yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's crazy. The only name I've seen, Notre Dame is the only other name like ACC maybe should try right. and get them solidly in. Uh, yeah. Don't think Notre Dame wants to do that. Another person I saw on Twitter made an argument about Notre Dame potentially maybe being inclined to join the Big Ten too now. Again, that it's a national sure. conference. They'd get to play USC every year. I think that's more likely, but still very unlikely. Uh, nothing's, I don't think, going to wow. stop Notre Dame from staying independent as long as possible, unless uh, again, they take a really big hit that that's not going to, I don't think big 10 or I don't think Notre Dame makes a preemptive move. They would have to start failing before they end up uh, going anywhere else. I agree. I I think that they could still stand just being independent and playing the ACC for basketball. Like that, that seems to be working out well for them. And I don't think Mm -hmm. even something as big as this changes that, but that is interesting though. Yeah, that's right. The USC rivalry does get moved to the big 10 if that, Mm-hmm. works out so i don't hate that yeah introduce notre dame introduce oregon that brings up to 18 teams and then you need two more teams screw why not hawaii why just okay bring them in for team number 19 and then we just need like a doormat team that everyone can just beat up on um vanderbilt seems fun I, bring them in how about that but yeah rope nashville into big 10 country what are we waiting for here I, i'm sure they'd be fine leaving the sec they've taken enough licks and bruises down there so yeah come on come on up to big 10 country maybe you can beat Rutgers every once in a while or maryland i don't as i said off the top this breaks all the borders there are no rules anymore you can add any team you want and i think that was very strategic by the big 10 in yeah smartly so i i am going to miss it like i i am going to miss college sports the way it was no no doubt about that like yes in the grand scheme of things this is a positive and i know i'm contradicting myself right here saying that usc and ucla joining is a positive, but then flipping around saying like, I will miss the old college sports. But look, like the fact of the matter is that this is reality and this is going to happen. So you might as well just start getting your head around it and embracing it that if it is going to happen, at least it's happening with USC and UCLA. If it's going to happen, at least you're a fan of a conference that is going to get stronger and not be a team that's in like the big 12 or the PAC 12. That's kind of dissolving here. So yes. But with that said, it, it is bummer, at least from you know my point of view, that we are going to be missing a lot of these college traditions, right? Like you won't be seeing some of the matchups that you used to like as often just because that's what happens when your conference grows to 16, maybe soon to be 18, if not 20 teams one day. But there is a nice regional aspect of it, right? Like I did like that, you know, Big Ten football was that grimy, rough it out sort of thing, except for Ohio State. They just play their own game and they win by 100 every time. But and, you know, it's a little different than the SEC. It's different than the Pac-12. It's different than the Big 12. But, like, now it's a whole melting pot. It is what it is, though. So, I, you know, I, I can't gripe about it because my whining isn't going to change anything. Um, so let's just uh, try to embrace it. And, uh, yeah, just be thankful that, again, that we are fans of Big Ten teams and that it's a, a, benef- a benefiting conference here in these trying and rapid times of college sports. So that's kind of 
where I kind of ended there, I, I suppose my, my whole selfish thoughts, at least. <laughs> I still feel like we've only gotten through like maybe 10% oh, of the, the things first layer of the onion. here, the thoughts to have. Yeah. I, I feel like over the course of the next like hour after we get off this call, I'm going to think of yeah. like 20 more questions I could have asked you or we could have things we could have talked about here. There is not going yeah. to be a shortage of things to discuss with this in the recent and future or future, I should say mm -hmm. days and weeks. So we'll be back tomorrow with talking to somebody about oh. something with this again, because it has yeah. to, we, you have to be, but again, Matt, thanks for joining us to discuss it a little bit here right now. And I look forward to seeing what you think of in the next week about what this is too, because I know a lot's going through my head right now. Yeah, hopefully I'm back with like more stuff like the Bo Borowski thing, like explaining to them like <laughs> Bo Borowski and everything. Like, I don't know, just explaining how cold Piscataway in November truly is. Like, yes, it says 30 degrees, but really it feels like not minus 30. Like, yeah, it's gonna be great. So yeah, until then, wow, what a what a fun way to you know ride into the holiday weekend with right there. That's uh why wow, just the fact that the announcement could come tonight is how does this not get leaked sooner? This is crazy. Good job, everyone, for like keeping this under wraps. I got to tip my hat there, but whoo, man, what a what a fun little chat here, Nate. That's uh, oh, congratulations, Iowa fans. I'm getting Caden Proctor as well. Uh, so there we go. One for yes. the road for my Iowa friends. Yep, there we go. You like that? Mm -hmm. Good job for the people at Iowa. It was an offensive lineman in the state of Iowa, so maybe didn't have to sweat too much. But it, it was again, you said highest rated recruit and program yeah. history was it they got yeah. in there yeah yeah absolutely they beat out alabama that's right suck it rolling tide so yeah there we go how about that right there so <laughs> go go party down in iowa let's go matt sheehan's unlocked on spartans he i would imagine will be touching on this realignment at some point very soon on the show but until yeah. then of course thank you for joining us be sure to subscribe to locked on spartans and of course here on locked on big 10 wherever you get your podcasts we'll talk to you again soon matt you got it, Nate. Always a great time.